she takes off the oxygen mask to talk to me and says, Andrew, I'm dying. Take care of your brother. It's the last words my mom ever said to me. These kind of relationships that get disturbed when we don't take the time to know what it is to say, to know how to get close to the mic again, but it's Welcome, welcome. We got Mr. Drew Kid in the house. What's up, man? Thanks, man. Thanks, Why for, do having we... Thanks for having me, man. Wait a minute, like... bro. <laughs> You've been on 10 the whole time. Woo, it's now 11. You, like, now you're about tap. to be. Oh, thank you. But thank these you, goats were 11. So, yeah, man. Appreciate you for agreeing to join us, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Took the shoes off. Filipino culture <laughs> in the motherfucking house. Filipino culture. You know, left my joints at the door. He got the nice new balances. I had mine, you know. He, he said it was uh, customary to leave his shoes at the door, it's, even it's though he didn't it's, have it's to. A, it's, yo, I'm not treading in that cat piss in here. You already got a cat. You know oh, you mean? got a cat? Hell fucking no. Oh, okay. I'm allergic. Are you? I'm good. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm a big fan, bro. Thanks, man. Big fan. Which you, you use fan? You can just say supporter, friend. Nah, nah man. But it it there are a lot of people I know who create things <clears throat> who I'm not necessarily a fan of because oh, yeah. it Some doesn't fucking assholes. It doesn't resonate. Have to get in that shit, yeah. Um, but I'm real interested <laughs> in getting to understand, like you know, how your mind works, how you connect dots, and. All of that kind of stuff, man. But I thought it'd be real cool. You taking me out to dinner after this shit? It was fucking shit. To just uh, <laughs> trying to get to know, want to get to know you. Just <laughs> see this dude. I'm gonna fuck with you, man. Like Artie, you Artie, brought Artie, me here. Oh, oh, let's take a step back. You're the first person that said I want to ask you a question before you start asking me a question. Oh yeah. So go ahead. Why did you buy that hat? Why did you buy? The Cloud City Burger Gang hat. What made you? Because like you, you messaged me and was like, yo, I need that hat. <laughs> I was like, yo, you were my first sale. It was like I was like fucking Raekwon before Wu-Tang and shit. Like it was just like pull up to the Whole Foods parking lot. I'm in like, I'm in like packing bay one, you know, where they put the groceries and the shit and I pull up it in the joint and you come in like, like Bruce Wayne in the, in the whip, just fucking cruising like with the gangster lean and everything. And, and I'm out here slinging the shit out of my fucking trunk. Like it's like, it's master P, you know, and you're like, yo, I got to bounce. I don't have any time to kick. It. You were late. Well, first like, off you were, first off you were hella late. I'm going to reclaim that as fashionably Filipino, but not okay. in this context because, oh, it's been, it's been, time has been egregious as of late. You know, it's been Stephen A. Smith branded egregious, and, and I apologize. No, it was I cool. take full accountability. That's why I couldn't hang, because I had a little bit of moment. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I bought the hat for the same reason why I wanted to invite you on the show. It's the energy that you create when you're doing this stuff, man. And it, what's so funny? No, man, it's just like, 
Like these, when you say the edit, it's like, like we're talking about like some heavy, like art shit. Like it's fucking Basquiat or Dandy or, or motherfucking Picasso, whatever. And it's just like the most ignorant, like fucking like, like superfluous shit. You that, know, that's like, what it, that's what all of that kind of stuff means. I'm a, I'm a very, like, you know, one, David Cho. Yeah. Oh my God. That's my man. Anyway, so I don't very, know him, but I would love to. I'm very him. intentional with things and I connect with energy. It's not good. It, I'm going to say it's not good or bad. It's not right or wrong. It's just, I've gotten, I'll be 46 this year. So I've gotten really uh, over the period of my life. I've gotten real in tune with what I'm in tune with. And I don't necessarily the, question it. That's the name. Right? Yeah, I just, exactly. I just understand what I'm gravitated towards, what I gravitate towards, and I say, okay, that's what I want. And so when I, got, when I saw the hat, I was like, yeah, I get to, I like his energy. I like his music. I like, I like what he, <laughs> I like how you connect dots. And so I was like, a piece of that is with me when I buy into this thing. So that's why, and it, I don't even know if I can articulate it with words, but it was basically me saying that what you're doing resonates and I want a piece of that. I want to carry a piece of that resonance with me out. You didn't out even there. like question what it meant. You just bought it. It was like, I need that. So that was going to be something that I asked <laughs> on the show. This podcast is going to be like two thirds of me laughing. It's great. What it's does great. Cloud City Bird Gang mean? You know that phrase, when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? It's both. It just cancels everything out. It's such a <clears throat> present thing. It's, it's, it's a chant that I literally created to make myself laugh. It is, it is so simple. I could, I could be depressed out of my mind. It's like dancing. You know, dancing is a is a physical manifestation of joy. Even if you are crying and dancing at the same time, having that like visceral like exorcism, um, you're still expressing joy, you know, and oh my God. Like I'm gonna see him later, my bro Graham Dovey. Oh my God, who co wrote that song, Getting Over on rebirth, you know, let's, let's see, look, the spectrum, we're like connecting the dots of that is the, that is the title of the last song on the new project and the last song on the first project, Getting Over, co-written by Graham Doby. So his senior recital, he, oh my God, and I love when musicians do this. They text set poetry to like, you know, music, like chord changes or you know, instrumentation to poetry, which is like hip hop, right? But he's reading Khalil Gibran's excerpt on joy and sorrow from the prophet. Okay. You know, that <clears throat> like, you know, in the boondocks, hey, Huey, say something deep. And he just like quotes like, like, you know, the shell of your blah, blah, blah. Like that whole, you don't know joy if you don't know sorrow. You don't know mm -hmm. sunshine if you don't know the rain, all that type of, that sentiment, right? It's the spectrum, like, what is the absence of love? Destruction, you know, uh, what is the absence of 
of joy and fun, misery. You know, the Drew Kid name has, be, has taken on several meanings. One of the most recent being like, don't let your enthusiasm die. If you're not having fun, what the fuck are we doing, bro? Like, you know, I hate cussing so much, but it's actually like, I'm just at that level now. Like my mom, <laughs> I just want to pivot real quick. And you're going to see, this is how my brain works, right? And, and we will hope that I remember this, like, jump-off point. So our jump-off jump point was, what is Cloud City Burgering, right? So I'm going to tell you about the first time I ever said the word fuck in front of my mom. Okay. And it was because of the movie, you know, the, the story written by Stephen King, Carrie. The 80s joint. Drew right? The 70s, late I'm sorry, 70s, not just, early that's 80s. Yeah. The horror movie, Carrie. Yeah. When they poured the stuff the, on her. Yeah, and the girl with the telekinesis mm -hmm. and, you know, and everybody in her community fails her to some degree. And then she unleashes her powers and battles her mother and everything goes down in flames. And that hand comes up out the ground at the end of the joint. I don't know if I spoiled it for anybody out here, but save yourself the heart attack, the jump scare. And when that, we, me and my mom were watching this a Daytime television. It's like fucking 2 p.m. in the fucking afternoon. It's like a weekend. And we had the TV with the little, the antenna, as they call the rabbit ears, and those buttons on the side <laughs> that go to channel 2, 3, and 6, and et cetera, et cetera, right? Like the regular, you know, it's got a dish at the top that you can rotate and the antenna moves. Mm -hmm. And maybe you had this on top of our rice container you know in any you know legit filipino household you have a place to store your rice okay and there's a button one two three and that's is it one cup or two cups or three cups if y'all know what y'all doing out there it's equal parts water equal parts rice maybe a little bit more water to just like have the rice uh you know if you want it gelatinous but eh, whatever it's cool remember to wash your rice Remember to wash your rice. It's a ritual. It's another, it's another cultural, like, and I, and I, you, these days, man, I don't even fucking like using the word culture. I know it's delicate. So the hand the coming. Culture sometimes is a word. Family, family sometimes is just a fucking word. And I, and my life will illustrate that. So okay. Carrie, so that hand comes out. She goes, Andrew, you're, I'm like, the hand comes out the ground, right? So beautiful, the, the score, the music is luring you in, the, the screen is glaring and glistening with fucking, you know, special effects, and it feels romantic that, like, we're gonna finally come to a, a close on this wretched story, this horrid story. Even if you're smarter than that, and even if you see it coming, when that girl that shitted on Carrie in her actual life comes back years later to put flowers down on the site where she died. <laughs> right? And they leave it up there and the credits roll over it. And you're left to sit there and see that shit. And it burns itself into your fucking brain and you don't want to walk upstairs for the next two weeks. And I fucking, it literally was such like a 
incredibly amazing, effective use of the element of surprise. That it literally like brought me out of my seat. I just, oh, fuck, right? And my mom was like, we're at the kitchen table. Oh, Andrew, you're cursing. I'm like, mom. Like, was she just being an asshole? Did she already know what was going on? Because she was born in 1953. She could have very well have seen this movie many times Mm -hmm. and just wanted to see what her son's reaction was going to be to this fucking movie. And uh, and that shit, like, rocked me to my core. And I didn't fuck with horror shit for a long time. Still kind of, you know, you look at real life and what's going on now. This is enough of that. Yeah. We don't have life. You know, art imitates life. Like, we don't need... (laughs) Do I need this gruesome story? I can turn on the motherfucking TV or whatever, man. I can look at my phone right now. Something's out here. And even the stuff that they're not reporting on. You know what's going on in the Philippines right now? You don't. <laughs> so, the, so the Cloud City Bird Gang phrase was in it. Was, was so a, was I was a, high as fuck. Let's start there. I was driving by the MGM. I'd never been in the MGM. That new, it's a casino resort. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle does comedy there and shit, whatever. Yeah. All right, it's a big place. It's near my man Nam's uh, area, you know. Shout out to Nam. Um, great artist, musician. 21 years old. About to turn 22 on Tuesday. And um, he's at the center. He's like a central figure at, of this new project. And... Um, we had to record a verse. You know, I don't want this to turn to like name drop central like it's a like it's like I'm the game in G Unit, you know? <laughs> Dre told me to son, son, son. Snoop told me to da da da. Like anyway. Um, but we had to record a verse on April 3rd, 2022, the day after uh, my birthday, my 31st birthday. We had to record a verse for Dank. Dankery Harv. Dank from Frank and Dank. One of Dilla's best friends. Okay. We had to record a verse. This is my second verse on a project of his. So this is, but Nam had been four or five projects in with Dank, just rhyming. When I met Nam, he was a, I entered him in my phone as, in the company slot as MC producer. I don't know he's a drummer until I see online that he Mm. posts a video playing drums with the, University of District of Columbia Jazz Ensemble playing a song To Wisdom the Prize by, rest in peace, Larry Willis. Um, and, uh, and that's a whole nother journey right there through, you know, the music called jazz, as gangstars <laughs> scratches. Uh, and so we recorded the verse. And I remember like wrapping circles around Nam. Like I'm, I'm about to flex right now because I wrote like three different things. And Nam, for whatever reason, he was just like in his bag of like, he's, he's he, you know, he can be a patient cat and he can be an impatient cat. And so can I. And so can all of us, right? And um, I wrote it like a, a slick Rick sounding verse that like didn't make it on the joint. Like, you know, and then I had like, 
this whole rant that I did about what happened at the show the day before and this unprofessionalism that like, you know, sparked this whole thing. I can't even get into that. Don't want to get into that. But <laughs> you say you don't want, you know, I can't talk about what do I not want to talk about? I don't want to talk about that. Um, but I recorded the verse and I leave. And I think I had like, I think I had taken an edible. It was like this fire, like banana muffin. It was, it was fire. Shout out to my man's. Not even going to snitch and say who made it, but shit was fire. <laughs> I was fucking, you know, floating. And I'm driving back up to my, you know, lady's house at the time. And I pissed her the fuck off coming in the house talking about, I said, it's class. <laughs> I can't even, and, and I did that. It was almost like a risk, right? Like I took the Instagram video, put that little like multicolored snowflakes filter on it. And I have no idea how I put together that shit in my brain. The only thing is that there's, you know, like there's, there's Jim Jones with Purple City Bird Gang. There's a whole thing, right? But... <laughs> You know, I spell mine, di like, the, the, the argument I have ready for people like, oh, you a gang now? You a gangster? You a, you, you a, no, it's not a gang. It's gang. It's a gang. It's a gang. It's a, we're not a gang. It's a gang. <laughs> and. So it makes you happy. And, and so. Right? Back, backstory, even drop down menus upon drop down menus upon drop down menus. Let's go. Because you, when you take classes with these like cats that really like, you see why they're Grammy Award winning and not, it's because they have these systems in place of how they operate. So let's go back. January, no, March 2020 to November 6th. 2020. But give me one second. Give me one second. So when we, when you, the first thing you said was that it was something that you created to make you laugh. Yeah. Well, it happened accidentally. And then I, re I post rationalize as we do in art. And I, I, I recognized it as something that like, I can just say, and I'm, I'm having fun. So I'm sure a lot of things come to your mind, but very I don't few. want to beat around the bush. I mean, it literally, it was like, there's a lot of things at foot. There's like, you know, what is clout? And clout got recontextualized from what it was when Gangstar was saying it versus what people say now. Like, oh, you doing it for the clout. Like, you doing it for recognition. You doing it for Instagram. You doing it for shorties, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Right? And I made it look a little German with a K. And, and it would have been C-A-L-A-U-T if I wanted to go European with it. But we're not doing that, you know. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> Garrett Scheider read this off of my hat. He literally read it. Oh, my God. I have to give a, a, a big salute to Dr. Garrett Scheider. Um, <laughs> he literally read it in his, like, I was born in Atlanta voice, Clout City Bird Gang. <laughs> it was so funny, like, because he's like one of the most patient, like, 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 even keeled, like, slow talking people ever. Like, 
And um, we were at Garrett Scheider's house. You know, that's like, it's a whole other story in that. But, you know, D.C., the, the, this area, Maryland, Virginia, most powerful place in the Western world, whatever you want to call it, you know, capital of free world, blah, 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 right? You know, you can see the Capitol building, and from, from New York Ave, you can see sherm heads and people disenfranchised, hanging outside the liquor store, begging you for a dollar. But the most powerful building in the free world is right there, right? These decisions that are affecting our bodies now are made in that joint. Right, and it's like, what is clout? Is it recognition? Is it is it feeling uh, validation? Is it uh, is it external, internal? You know, and um, so that story that I wrote kind of like encapsulates like, okay, worst case scenarios, dangerous ideas. What if gentrification wins? In some places, it has won. Mm. Right. A lot of places it's one, you know, not just here. One of my favorite fucking songs ever, Gentrification by Odyssey, produced by Kev Brown. I think that song was like recorded in like Olney, Maryland. It's like my backyard, like 10 years, 10 minutes away from me. First song I ever heard where I'm from mentioned. I mean, obviously in a bad light because it's like, you know, I hear N-Words is moving out to Mo County now. You know, uh, Section 8 relocating on the Germantown. Aspen Hill to Rockville, Wheaton, Tom and Jane moving, and Leroy leaving. And he's like, Odyssey was the first person to ever like mention where I am from, right? My Silver Spring peeps, yeah, riding on the Z2. I drive where the Z2 stops. You know? You're from Maryland? You, I mean, you were Holy born Cross there? Holy Cross Hospital, Silver Spring. Okay. And your, 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 your heritage is Filipino? Both of my parents are born and raised in the Philippines. My mom is from Binangona and Rizal, a province, a section of the northern region named for the national hero of the Philippines, Jose Rizal. Jose Rizal is the person cited as, excuse me, sparking the Philippine Revolution. Okay. He did it with a book. He did it with a book. He did it with art. And I've been saying this for months now, or years now. How does a nation of 7,107 approximate islands throw off a world power? 1521 to 1897. How do people from the fucking jungle with sticks and rocks and willpower throw off people with a navy and horses and guns and swords and Jesus Christ on their side? A cat writes a book that angered enough people and poked fun and, and, and exposed. It's a fictional story, but it's using real life of what was going on. The Spanish friars, 
in control of everything. A mother is separated, a Filipino mother is separated from her two sons and dies of insanity. Right? These are the factors that are like affecting from the top to the bottom. Right? And, um, and the story that I wrote was inspired by that, was inspired by Carrie. You know, I'm taking all these things and I literally wrote my autobiography. When but you through say the lens, but through the lens of a character, right? It's, a, it's an artistic autobiography. It's not like I was born April 2nd, 1991 in Holy Cross Hospital in Silver Spring and I'm here with you today and, you know. No, um, I did it the, the funniest, absurdest, coolest way I could fucking do it, you know? And um, your original question was like, I'm, I'm from Maryland, right? You have siblings? One sibling. His name is Cody. Um, younger? Two years younger. That's my saving grace. That's my North Star. That's... Um, we wouldn't be having this conversation if not for Cody. What do you mean by that? Oh, he saved my life. Countless times. Countless, countless, countless times. You know... Um, when we were before we put on the lights, you um, you said you'd rather talk about the hard stuff and get the hard stuff out of the way. What does but that? If you want to talk about art and stuff, we do that. Music, whatever, man. Like I, I think it's you know it's it, like I said, I'm in tune with my shit, right? So. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily always know where things are going to go when I invite people to sit down and it, cause it's not really necessarily about me. I just find yeah. I'm a very curious person and I find people interesting. Either. It's dope but, that like it's the meeting that's that. Yeah. That what can be happen, right? What can be created or what can, uh, what can we share? Yeah. That's to, my purpose in life is to share, and to connect. learn. To share and connect is, is my purpose in life. A cat literally asked me that at Starbucks. Somehow our conversation got really deep. He was like, what is your purpose? And I said, to share. Yeah. That was my first instinct. Not even about connecting, because that just obviously happens. But it said, I said to share. I mean, it, it's, the, it's the cliche of the, if a bear shits in the woods, if a tree falls in the forest, if nobody, if, if nobody told you about this amazing piece of art hanging on the wall here, if nobody saw it, you know, and if it was just shared between the artist and, you know, he's the creator or she's the creator, they're the creator. But it was supposed to go out yeah. and do something, you know, and, and, and. But somebody has to put themselves in a position to, to receive. receive. Yeah. And that's that is the word I lost the only spelling bee I've ever been. In. Can you imagine? You I could, didn't do the I before E except after C. I didn't do it. I didn't do the I before E except after C. And I lost. We were the we were the 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 best students in that third grade class. It was this Korean girl, it was this Filipino girl, and it was this El Salvadorian girl who I had a crush on from second to sixth grade. And and then little old me, and I fucking lost out on the word receive. Anyway. 
No, I, but you said the dark stuff or the music, whatever, you, where, you, where you wanna go. I feel like it's all the same. Tell me where you wanna go. You know the club don't close the phone. Can we get this licensing for that? Anyway, it's like, <laughs> let me get you yoked up. Question. What do you, oh, you had a question for me? No, you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Artist, creative, musician, teacher, the composer, director, what, what, do, what would you categorize yourself as? I'm a bad bitch. Okay. <laughs> Fatty squad, ill. No, this is all. <laughs> no, man. Like, I mean, I like artists. It's just like all encompassing. Okay. You know, like people usually gravitate towards piano player, and I'm like, hey, man, there's a lot of other stuff I've done. You know, I mean, I, first off, yeah, I started as a piano player, but even before that, like. If I never touched music, oh, I'd be out here. Mm -hmm. I'd be painting. You know, visual art is what my first love. Just your visual art. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, cartoons. You know, acting, TV shows, movies. I'm more of a movie guy than a TV show guy, except if it comes to cartoons, but. I mean, I started piano at six. My mom took me down Beaverwood Lane. My first teacher still lives there, you know? You know? Um, Miss Nena Balaan, uh, an old Filipino lady, taught me how to play the piano. A, a lady from Bicol. Bicol is like, there's this dish called Bicol Express in the Philippines. Okay. It's like super spicy. It's like known for being like super spicy. Like don't fuck around with Bicol Express. Mm. And like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think if that's not the region where they have like this kind of like distorted accent, like best wishes becomes beast wishes. Me and my mom always used to laugh at that shit all the time. Don't, don't get me wrong, Bicol, if I, if I fucked up your accent, if that's not the region. <laughs> But um, yeah, I've never been to the Philippines. It's you have It's a lifelong goal. It's a lifelong okay. goal. But that's another, we can jump back into that. But I mean. So about the music, real quick. This joint here, Ooh Child Ensemble. <laughs> and there's another one. It's like, it's like I never changed, right? It's like that, as you say that name, it's like, of course, now it's Cloud City Bird Gang, you know? Like, of course it is. Of course it is, you know? Like, I remember rolling with, I remember rolling, we were at the intersection of Georgia and Lay Hill. You know, that's where Glenmont Metro is, where that water tower. Daryl Davis lives in that neighborhood. I don't want to snitch on people. Daryl Davis, one of the, the, the piano player for Chuck Berry for about 30 years. He has a documentary on him and everything. It's the whole thing. He, he's out there. Anyway, um, he was appointed as the mentor for me at, when I did my residencies, when I was a Strathmore artist in residence, that whole thing, 2017, 2018. But that, that right there, I was rolling with Malik Hunter and Slim Cat 78. Slim Cat 78 
has saved my life many times. That's 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 like my family. He's right a talented. That's dude. my family right yeah. there. He's he's a part of so many. Like he's central to like how music continues to live on in this in this area in this city. Mm. You know, like his bio on Twitter is was here before good music died, and whatever you want to say about the discourse about good music. I mean, it was evident. That cat has 50,000 records plus. He's a walking record store. Mm. And when I learned about that, that code of like what it is to be a cat like that in hip hop or just record digging or whatever, it's like, have you heard everything? Have you heard everything? You know, because, you know, we're bored. We're bored out here. I know that record. I got that record. Oh, you ain't got that record? That whole... Yeah. I literally saw Zach stump Jake one with a Dilla sample. <laughs> he was in North Carolina. He was like, yo, you know about this shit? And Jake one like, no. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> that's, 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 my, that's, my, that's, my, that's my man, yo. Like... So let me My mom you. is dying in the hospital. Who's jamming with me at the house on drums and basses? Slim Cat 78 and Malik Hunter on bass. And we're playing the fucking bass line of, tell me if you want something, you can just come on, baby. But that bass line is what, Marvin Gaye, right? Do, 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 do. Like, and I'm playing my first keyboard that my mom bought me. And I'm playing the clavinet, and I put the wah effect on it. So it's a little fake wah-wah effect. It's on YouTube, yo. It's fucking 11 years ago. Uchal and something. Is this your first album that you produced out? How did... 2010 to 2015. Uchal is, is what? Um... The ensemble is what? Like a group of your it's people? It's a community of the friends I had at school. Because I didn't have a band. It's not a band. It's just like this cat was available and this cat was available. And we were all in school just trying to figure it out and getting it wrong. And Phil can be at this session and Ben can be at this session. But Joe can't be at this session. So Kurt's at this session. You know? Okay. Uh, Soulful. He was a producer. Soulful with the exclamation point. He became Drew Dave. Right? I've been Drew Kid since 2005. Okay. Uh, but he was soulful first. The first project, first project I was actually on in life um, of, a, of a physical CD that I could hand you was an album called Mumbo Sauce and Drum Breaks. This is January 2009. Uh, so hold on for a second. A new child ensemble. On Uchad Ensemble, this was a bunch of you and your people. At school, that, that college. Just, in school. And y'all came out with this. And y'all only did one joint. What are you talking about, one joint? One, one, one project. Oh, one, yeah, this, one, all my, this is all my compositions. Oh, right, so, because that's on the... Um, Streaming. On the notes and shit. This was very jazz heavy. Yeah, I mean, that was and my it, goal, was to make a jazz album. And it was a lot of, like... But it's almost not jazz. <laughs> churchy type, uh, I don't know if I'm using the right... It, it had um, 
it had like some church vibes or strings or something that I felt the in organ? it that track three maybe it was that but if it, 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 it felt like every now and then I would hear something and be like that sounds like something that would be a church or that sounds like something that would I would hear like in a church choir or something just in terms of maybe like the progressions of things or whatever I but, mean regardless if we're in a sanctified space or not I mean music is is church for me you know like I, okay. I was raised Catholic I don't identify as that anymore. I just think of myself as spiritual. I practice the Buddhist chant, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, which Herbie Hancock taught me in 2018. Um, no, actually he taught me that hands-on over the phone in 2020. That's, that's facts, it's February 4th, 2020. Um, but... So the intention of this was to be jazz-centric. Jazz okay. It was, it was, so before I even, like... The first composition, the title track, first composition I ever wrote that I was proud of. Which was July. Steel. No, no, no. The first comp the title track, Rebirth. Oh, okay. Got you, got the you, first got composition you. I ever wrote that I was proud of. That's July 3rd, 2010. And what would happen the next month, August 10th, 2010, is that my aunt, Maria Corazon Serafica, would pass away abruptly from heart disease. Mm-hmm face down in the basement in her room, holding a picture of my brother in her palm. I saw my brother crumble. It was the first big traumatic event of my life. I had to kick the door open because it was locked. We had come home from like buying Chuck Taylors and some CD and some records and I went down into the basement and there had been remodeling in that basement um, from the, you know, the 90s moving into the 2000s that my mom had done in our house. And for some reason, my uh, tita is the term for aunt in Tagalog. Um, and my Tita Nori's room had this like window, but it was like within like coming down the basement, you can see through the window. You can actually like just see into this, her room, this space. Cause she used to sleep upstairs. And, and then when she like graciously, like, you know, pivoted because my brother needed his own room as a, you know, a young boy, you know, they built this room that she had, and it was in the basement. And, um, man, even the evolution of that room is so bugged out to think about. Like, um, whoo, wow. And uh, here you go. Here's the podcast. Um, and I saw her face down, and I was screaming and calling to her, and I the door is locked and I literally it's not a strong door it's just pretty flimsy I mean this was just constructed like pretty I just bow like the A-team and just like tried to move her and and it was it was rigor mortis you know like the cameo song it was it was it was stiff it was she was cold it, it was how old were you like 20 I was 19 years old. 
And your brother was 17 there? Yeah. And um, it's a mystery. We don't know if it was a heart attack or a stroke or suicide. We don't know. You know, trigger warning. Don't want to say the S word. But, you know, it's a thing, man. Like, people want to get so hung up about trigger. Just get ready, yo. Get ready. It's out there. Some shit's going to fucking sideswipe you and you're not going to be fucking. Yeah. Adrian Marie Brown. At this interview with the director of the new Parable of the Sower play, my homie Marie Tati was the lead playing uh, Lauren. I think that's the name of the character, right? Talking about, you know, we're in this time and these spaces where we're just like, oh, I'm so triggered. I'm, we're just so ready to be triggered. Okay, if you recognize that, let me give you a better word, fortitude. Mm. Can you stand on your own two feet? Can you not just be like a leaf blowing in the wind? You know what I mean? Can you not be overwhelmed or taken over? You mm -hmm. had your journey, like value that. Stand in it. You know? And they, they'd be like, Drew, you're rapping. And I'm like, but you're out here complaining to me about this shit. You're coming to me when I'm like, bro, like, You know, and I, I got that early. So, so that's like a really dark way of being privileged of, of having fortitude, of knowing like early on, like, yo, see, we can even go back before that. Like the greatest pain I carry is 1997 slash 1998 when I was seven. My parents split because my father cheated on my mother mm. with this white woman who in 2016 became fully fledged MAGA, right? You see that spectrum? That's crazy. Well, you know, and some people will say, Deezus Amaro would say crazy is an ableist term. And then they use wild and then wild you know, you know how many times I've heard Drew is wild? Drew, you're wild. You know how many times I've heard that over like my entire lifetime? And obviously the like logical retort to that or rebuttal is, you know, well, don't be wild then, right? Don't do that shit. But if, you know, if I'm like the scorpion in that parable of the scorpion and the frog, you know, it's my nature to just... Art is wild, right? Art is, is untamed. Art is, is free-flowing. God doesn't care where the tree shows up. There's just a tree. He doesn't care which way the leaves point. It's just going to point towards the sun, whether if you're from this angle or that angle. You didn't know how the ink was going to flow out the pen, but you did it anyway, right? It's just... just it's like galvanizing, like via willpower, just galvanizing some shit. Like I could just, okay, you know, talk about airbending, like A Avatar The Last Airbender. Not the movie, the show. Everybody out there, goodness gracious. 
you know, manipulating air. Like, do I, do I spin this into a tornado or can I just hold this little puff of air in my hand right here and be like, check this out, bro. It's gone. Right. So like, the, so the, so the seven year old thing. Yeah. So was it the divorce my, that, well, it was the whole, it was the whole overhaul of, cause what happened was what stamped it was he, he remarried. He, he, separated, divorced my mom, kicked her to the curb and married this woman that, you know, uh, I, I had to, and, and was brought into my paternal side of the family via a lie under the guise of my parents had a falling out. And I didn't figure that out. I didn't learn of that years later until a cousin of mine said yeah it's a shame your parents had that falling out and I said whoa that's what you were told so my entire life up until like 22 like no 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 up until like 28 years old this lie had clouded my entire experience with my paternal side of my family. As I watched my mom crumble and become cold and bitter and petty and hateful. Did you stay in contact with your pops when they I mean, it was up? scattered. It was a whole, you know, Typical custody thing, you know, see him on the weekends or maybe he'll pick us up from school. Maybe he'll take us to allergy shots. We're going to eat fast food and get high cholesterol so much that his car smelled like French fries. And if you got into his car and got out of his car, you would smell like French fries. It was that type of thing, man. And like, I never knew how to process that. You know, this is, this is great because like, you know, I'm, I, I just applied for Medicaid and I guess like, you know, I'm be able to get back in therapy now, but you know, here we are, fine. It's great, tune the fork, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> and um. You okay, bro? You, yeah. Okay, okay. As if, as if this hasn't been my life since, since, since 1997, you know? What came out in 97 or 98? Aquemini? I'm horrible with, with dates. Oh, I'm impeccable. Let's see, and I, my birthday, 98, right? Talk to me about my, your brother, man. Okay. That's a, that's a, um, I feel like I have a very strong relationship with my brother too. And, younger, uh, older? So I have a younger brother who's eight years younger, and then I have an older brother who's eight years older, but they're like, my everything, you know what I mean? And, and uh, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, because the age range is so vast that it, it took us a little bit longer in life to connect the way that we, we do now. Cause it's it, yeah. such a big. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I basically have another me out there, you know, like we call ourselves like the two velociraptors, like the one, two punch. It's like, you know, in Jurassic Park when, uh, what's his name? Robert Muldoon, 
is is setting up his rifle to aim at the velociraptor in the distance but he neglected to think about their attack patterns and there's one close there's one <laughs> and clever girl bah, right that's Cody or that's me in that context if you're if you if you got something going on with that cat you didn't see me coming or if if you were trying to get at me or you don't touch me you know cuz my brother is right there before you even you know to your temple before you even lifted a finger is he a creative cat he's got more skills than me yo but is he he plays we both started on piano he pivoted to drums at 11 taught himself guitar and bass went to community college to thug it out to get those uh, standard courses out of the way, got a scholarship to Berklee College of Music, got a composition degree and a music business degree and taught himself how to mix and master using Lander and he can write you a marketing campaign right there. Composing, singing, Recording, writing, arranging, can record for orchestra, write for orchestra. Those records is built off of his work. Those records ain't shit without that cat. Mm. Everything that I can't play, he plays. I just play piano and get around to vocals. You know, I don't understand how he can split his brain in that many spaces, but I see it happening. One morning it's, and and then the next day it's you know uh he's playing the bass line to annie don't wear no panties by eric Badu. it's like a c7 you know boom boom and then he's a b-boy yo we started at the same like we pivoted like i Introduce him to all this stuff. And he just took it and ran. Or even when it was drums, it was like a tennis racket on the chair with a with a with a spatula. And I was like, yo, check this out. And I was trying to show him how to play like Elvin Jones. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just willpower. This is mm-hmm. the spirit. You hear yeah. a love supreme and you know. Boom, boom, like this, you know, like when he hits the toms, like when they play Naima, and there's that, like, oh, there's this great performance in 1965. They're like outside. You can see like the, the, the fog of like, they're in the cold, and you can see their breath out in like Copenhagen and wherever. They're outside, and it's cold as fuck, and they're playing Naima. John Coltrane Quartet. John Coltrane. McCoy Tyner, rest in peace. Jimmy Garrison, Elvin Jones. And there's even this moment where it's like, it's a perfect, like, you can loop this. Like, like uh, Elvin Jones does a polyrhythm on the toms. And, and just, it almost sounds like a new beat. Just like, but it's a polyrhythm out of the original tempo under what John Coltrane is playing. Like, 
And that type of energy is what I like, like introduced to my brother. And I was like, yo, 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 with a fucking spatula and a tennis racket on a chair, you know, this mm. 80s furniture, <laughs> this 80s furniture that my mom kept in the house for years. You know, the curtains in my house are still from the 80s. Some of the artwork on the wall is still from the 80s. You know, this like streamlined, like certain color palette, like, you know, I feel like Kanye West talking about this shit. <laughs> like, you know, as soon as you say the word palette, oh God. But, um, what was your mom's name? Josefina Manigba Serafica Flores. So, maiden name Serafica, and that's what I okay. go by. Because anything else is triggering. For you? Well, my father's last name, I don't rock with no more. It doesn't, it's like, you know how, you know, folks is like, I renounce my slave name, whatever, da da da. Well, that name was oppression for me for a long time. When did you, when did you take that position? 2019. Officially. I wanted to do it for a while. I haven't, like, done it on paper with the law or anything or a notary. You know, it's going to be a headache, but it's willpower. It's like, yeah. I will do it until every document says that name. Mm -hmm. Until you have to write on a check, Andrew Serafica. Seraphim, like angel. To my knowledge, it's an inherently Filipino last name. Any other context, oh, yeah, it would be from Spain, you know. As far as I know, the Flores in my, in my family, that actually comes from Argentina as far as, I don't know. I mean, the paternal side is all fucked up. I don't know the, I don't know the tree. I don't know the tree. I don't have that. Gotcha. And, then I'm, and then I'm cut off, you know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Aang, I'm the last airbender. Like, I just don't have, even with my mom's side right now. I'm out here. I'm just operating under, under the, what is it? Operating under the crooked American system too long. What do you think that's a result of? Circumstances. Like, so you, it's not a choice that you're making? It, it's What, it's that a, I'm here in this, like, I'm just Andrew out here, Andrew from MoCo? No, no. Brown but, kid just chilling. With a house and a car and music in his head? What? No, I, so maybe I'm, it's what I'm hearing versus what you're saying. I get the impression that you've got family that you don't necessarily rock with. On, oh, even, yeah. on the, even on the mom's side. Or even, no, but not even just rock with, just like don't have connection with. I've never been to the Philippines. His aunts, uncles, oh, they're cousins, not, nephews, they're nieces, here. I don't even know. Oh, okay. I'm 31 years old and I haven't met these people. Okay, I, I'm thinking Much folks maybe here. maybe heard them on the phone. I got you. I got you. I got that you. That interlude on that record is audio taken from a video I found of when Typhoon Ondoy hit in, what, circa 2010? Hit the Philippines? Killed... Many people devastated. It's, it's not a new thing to that region. Right. It's equatorial, all the tropical climate. It's a godforsaken landmass. It's typhoons, hurricanes, flooding, mudslides, volcanoes. You know, much less the country is corrupt. You know, much less you don't give a fuck about your brother and sister next to you. You know? 
the staple diet in the Philippines is fish and rice. Right? Like, it's an island, it's an archipelago, right? 7,000 plus islands, right? So, I've done the history, you know, like, my aunt on my mom's side, my mom's youngest sister don't want to talk to me for name a reason here, you know, mm. it's, it's heartbreaking, to say at least. That happened in 2020, just out, you know, just because of these circumstances. So I'm out here. Fuck okay. it, man. My friends are my family. I'm not talking to my aunt. I'm talking to Slim Cat 78. I'm talking to YU. I'm talking to Kev Brown. Not even name dropping. That's who I talk to. I'm like, yo, Mike, I'm fucked up right now. On Thursday, I was crying to Zach on the phone. Like, I can't even get these words out. He's like, you ain't, do it. He's, he's encouraging me to get it out. Because he's that fortified. He's that, you know, I'm crying to Mike on the phone. Sometimes I can't be YU in Slimcat 78. Sometimes I just can't be it. I'm not that strong. I don't have those lessons. I haven't had that education. You know, it's like Luke Skywalker, right? You had a dad up to this point, and now that's just your father, right? The difference between a dad and a father, the difference between a mom and your mother, right? Like, if I'm, if I'm extreme, it's like, did, did, what happened when, when my mom dropped off and then it just became like, I have to be this like dad and mom and, and can't be nurturing and caring and warm, you know, as, as women are, 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 are subjected to be, right? You know, I mean, it's not a requirement to be nurturing. It's just kind of like people latch onto this thing about women having this nurturing nature. Right. Or, I mean, even take away just like the, the gender roles or whatever, it's like, that's my mother, that's my mom, that my parent, right? There's yeah. the word parent. The person who birthed me, that brought me into this world, that like kept me alive, you know, that works hard to feed me. The most powerful thing I've seen in this world is that you can leave this realm and because of how much you loved the people around you, or the people that you birthed, or the people that you had in your... 11 years later, the lights are still on in your house. And your children have money to buy a sandwich. Mm. Mm. My friend Ben asked me, uh, we, we did this like mini tour of Canada. Well, it was Toronto, not Canada, it was just Toronto. <laughs> And it was, it, was, it was peak Drake time, right? So he's like sitting on the top of the CN Tower and shit. Peak Drake time. And I made this fucking flyer using Snapchat and Instagram to put our New Orleans jazz band hanging out with Drake on top of the CN Tower. And all our, our band is a youth band. So it's kids that have fucking phones and shit. And I'm like, yo, 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 promote. Like, divvy this shit out. Like, make it flyers. And they're not fucking like, I'm like, do you understand? Nobody knows we're coming to Canada. <laughs> Who the fuck are we playing for out here? First night, n maybe two people showed up. 
off the, off the street, walk-in traffic, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, um, why did I get into that? Uh, Ben, on that trip, thank you. Ben, on that trip, asked me, we had this deep conversation, and he said, he said, how do you, how do you still, like, believe in anything? You know, at that point, he had kind of considered himself, like, a, what, agnostic, atheist, whatever, you know, just separated from that type of interfacing with spirituality, whatever, he just, you know, logical cat, just what, put, what you put in front of him, he's gonna, he's just gonna go with that, you know, he's got mm -hmm. his mom, he's like, <laughs> you know the, uh, you know the Brack skit on Danger Doom? Say, get out, my name is Brack, and that's a fact, I got my mom and my dad in the yard out back, we sit by the pool, and we nibble our snacks, and we eat a big lunch, and we all take naps, it's just like, this is my life, in front of me. Mm. Right, your serious face is hilarious to me. Just, I'm fucking kicking the Brack rhymes, and you just, yeah. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he asked me, "How do you still believe in anything, in something? Like, what's the point? Like, what? You know, Trump wasn't even in office yet. You know, this is like summer 2000." Is it 15 or 16? I mean, one of those years. Whatever fucking year Drake Views from the Six came out. I have no idea. I don't know how to talk to you. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. I said, and, and I had never had to answer that question before. I just, it was a new, like, breakthrough for me that I, I had to, like, like, conjure this answer out of me. I had to, like, tease this answer out of me. And as I, as I cried saying it, I said, I said, look, man, the most powerful thing I know in this world is my mom's love. Mm. She's dead in this realm. But what I learned from her and how, how she moved, how she led by example, she didn't tell me a lot of shit. Yo. She didn't like... She didn't say like, hey, Andrew, look out for this, <laughs> right. you know, except if it came to like, you know, Andrew, this is a credit card. Okay, blah. And I just like never used it. Right. That's we can have the financial discussion later. I'm not going <laughs> to read you read Malcolm X's autobiography. And, his, and then his, his folks are like credit is your is your uh, ticket into the white man's like imprisonment or whatever the fuck, you know, what I mean, whatever. Anyway. Also, nobody talks about the OAAU, right? You know about that? No. It was when Malcolm edited his idea and realized, like, yo, I was spewing hate all this time with, you know, building this organization and going to Mecca and seeing white Muslims mm -hmm. praying next to him at Mecca. People of all walks of life here at this site, at this, this center, you know, this epicenter of this energy. And he created the Organization for Afro-American Unity. And before oh, he could okay. fucking do that, right? It's, it's tough, you know, it's tough. Like, you finally, like Hokusai, right? 
You know the wave, the great wave, mm -mm. that painting? You've seen it. If you've literally used the wave emoji, it's based off of that painting. There's an island okay. with a house and there's this great blue vibrant wave with a bunch of curves and curves spinning off of it is overtaking this little island town. Hokusai. If you read about him, you know, on some like deep art shit, he didn't like anything he did until he was 80 years old. He was like, that's when I figured out what I was doing. That's when I looked back and like, oh, I learned all the skills to get up to this point and now my perspective at 80 is top notch. Yeah. You listen to Herbie Hancock play the piano now, he was born in 1940, he's 82 years old right now, jumping on stage and shredding on fucking guitar and playing with Justin Tyson and Terrence Blanchard who wrote the fucking score for Clockers and Mo Better Blues. James Genus, the bassist for fucking Saturday Night Live, but that's just his day job. He's out here playing with all the, he's a cat, right? Lina Lueke, uh, mm. Benin is the country in Africa, right? Benin? I'm not familiar. So, but he's, uh, I don't want to get that wrong, but he's, he's, he's playing the guitar that sounds like a synthesizer and he's got his, vocoder hooked up to the mic and he's beatboxing and singing and making all this like percussion happen different levels of coordination to just and herbie says every show every time i've ever seen herbie hancock he says in the show there's nobody on earth that does that you know <laughs> subjective there's probably some cat yeah, that yeah, maybe yeah, got yeah. inspired and but he's leonardo lucky is a cat i asked herbie i said I was like, yo, what, what are the chord changes on that song? Is that Thundercat? Because it sounds like a Thundercat bass line. He's like, no, this is Leonardo Lueke. I was like, whoa, because it's real dark. It's like ominous. Boom, 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 boom. And they just like swirl around and just loop that. Boom, in 6 8, right? The, the time signature of soul, 6 8. And just playing all this, like, like, just creating this, like, vortex of, like, this shit. You know, and just rising. Just how higher, how much higher can we get? How higher can we get, you know? You ever seen Sly Stone at Woodstock? No. Most powerful performance I've ever fucking seen ever. And I wasn't there. It's a fucking documentary. It's at like three in the morning. Sly and the Family Stone takes the fucking stage. He just get his dog out. Right? And they're off. And Sly's playing this like futuristic looking fucking Marty McFly keyboard that's like an organ and a regular keyboard at the same time. And like they do that whole speech about like, and this is before Funkadelic, you know, giving that speech about like dance, like don't be afraid. Like your neighbor, it, it's a feeling. Your neighbor might like influence you to be inhibited. Your mm -hmm. neighbor. Yeah. You know, much less your own constriction, right? What, is, what do they say on, on, on One Nation Under a Groove? This is your chance to dance your way out of your constriction gonna get freaky up and down hang-ups alleyway. Hang-ups alleyway, the hang-ups that I have that keep me from fucking getting down and experiencing that physical joy that we talking about when it's Cloud City Bird Gang, right? 
Funkadelic says, free your mind and your ass will follow, right? And you open that record up and you see, you know, the lady's backside jumping into the water. And, and in, my, in my recontextualization, I, I, I came up with this like inverse that, that it's, it works both ways. Free your ass and your mind will follow. Get yourself out of a bad situation hmm. and your mind will come to rest. Right? If you leave this place of trauma, if you leave that house that your aunt died in, if you leave that house where your father told you to go to hell in front of in the driveway when you're seven years old on your birthday, if you leave that room that your mother was dying of cancer in, if you leave and move to California, you don't have those visual reminders concrete visual reminders. Yeah, you can have it in your brain and you can process it in a different way. But you don't have to walk there. You don't have to clean up there. You don't got to sleep there. You don't got to interface with none of that. Get yourself, get the fuck, yo. I love that phrase, get the fuck. (laughs) Are you in the house now? Me and my brother own that house. It is in our name. It was transferred into our name, you know? And it's a whole, everybody wanna like, what if you rent it and what if you do this? And what if you turn it into a studio? What if you da 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 And it's like, hold on, yo. It's not in your name. Let me, let me, let me figure this shit out, yo. It's been tough, you know? And that's not, that's, that, that's like my business. That's like, I'm not even supposed to fuck me. You know, but it is a challenge. Like, you know, people coming to watch this joint, they got living situations. Yeah. That they are navigating every single fucking day. Yeah. Working their ass off just to fucking break even. If that. How you feel you managing? It's the spectrum. You know, I was talking to my friend Courtney the other day, the artist that did the graphic design for that record. Um, You know, we connect on a lot of mental health things, you know, our different levels of awareness and experience with it. And, you know, she has a dog named Harper. That's her therapy dog, you know, her like number one. She's the dog mom, you know what I mean? and just like the other day, you know, I was like, how are you, how are you doing? As triggering as that can be for sometimes asking somebody, how are you doing? Because they, they're sick of that question. They would rather like someone just take initiative and be like, yo, Drew, we're going bowling. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Where? <laughs> right? Action. Right? Which saved me out of a, the second panic attack I ever experienced. June 11th, 2018. It was my friend, KP. KP from Savannah, Georgia, right? February 1st, 1975, it happened. Was born in West Savannah way before I started rapping. You know that song? Mm -mm. That's the best big boy song ever. That's the autobiographical big boy song that was on Southern Playalistic and they put it on Equimini. There's a whole interlude before (laughs) it where big is like, Smoking a J and it's like, this is a little tune we composed back on the first album. Hmm. 
and we're just gonna give it to you right now. Like, uh, oh my God, pivot, pivot point. Here we go. Are you aware of the album that Fonte did with this cat eccentric when he was like, this is before Little Brother. And it's called The Story of U.S. And U.S. stands for Unheralded Symmetrics. It's the story of this underground rap group, this fictional underground rap group from West Bubblefuck, Idaho. And they go and start their careers and try to find their sound and get a record deal and meet this person and take that influence and meet this person and take that influence. And as they're going around the, you know, hip hop, you know, like carousel of styles, Fonte is literally freestyling this shit and does, an, and, and, and does impressions of the whole spectrum of like all the artists fucking like hmm. the old school shit, like Sir Mix-a-Lot motherfuckers, DMX, Wu-Tang, Dungeon Family, Slum Village, Chuck D. Like, you know, it, it, the best parts, the, the best impressions on that album is the ODB and the CeeLo. He does. Incredible. And this is a whole album called The, the Story, Story of, of US. US. It was on iTunes back in the day. I think it's on YouTube. And that's what birthed um, Atari 2600 is for the children. Wow. And it's like the RZA talking like, yeah, we got Atari 2600 for the kids, you know, for the, for the seeds. <laughs> the seeds, they germinate. They ger the seeds germinate. And we're going to germinate the seeds. And we go, we, we recorded this back in 90, back in 87, but we just putting it right now. We putting it out right now because y'all wasn't ready. <laughs> like, and that's what Big Boy literally fucking did with West Savannah. It was all, in the, it, they didn't have a space for a solo Big Boy track. Huh. But now they're three albums in. It's like, we got some room to breathe. Let Big Boy shine real quick. Hmm. Sli Sleepy Brown with the pinch, nine in my head, ounce in my crotch. Dig in the sea with the gangsters loud. And it's Oh my organized noise. Get the fuck out of here, yo. Man, I got you got some uh I gotta do some work when we get off this joint. I oh, love Yeah, I'll test you. Find a new I'll shit. I'll test you, man. It's like I look for that. Like if somebody is like there, I'm like, let's go further. Yeah. And that's what happened on uh, November 2nd, 2019. What was that? I met the love of my life, yo. I mean, we're not together now. But, you know, this is, this is like, what, fucking 60 minutes or some shit? Robert? Robert. I did not piss on that guy. That's like, <laughs> like, what? No, 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 I'm pivoting to Oh, like, you're talking about Boondock. Oh, God, oh, God. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. It's, it's, it's egregious. It's effrontery. The key word. Today's episode of Tune the Fork with James Shelby is brought to you by the letter E for effrontery. <laughs> That's the vocabulary word. And what does S-U-S stand for? What's the S? What are you talking about? For the Fonte joint. The story of U.S. What does the S stand for? It's symmetric. So Fonte, symmetric. Fonte plays this MC called Paradox the Bilateral Metaphor. That's his full name. And his partner in rhyme is Scalene Scientific. 
like you know, like a scalene triangle. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god, yo, this shit is so good. These cats was fucking broke in fucking North Carolina Central University, just dicking around with fucking like Pro Tools and a fucking like mattress to fucking I don't know, man. Like just having fun, right? Dan Charnas, who just wrote the book Dilla Time, who wrote the book on Mise en Place, who did the fucking show, uh, the, uh, what's the joint on VH1 that Primo did the fucking score for? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Breaks? It's about hip-hop. It's about, like, the early, like, the, the figures. It's a fictional story, but it's about people like, you know, Russell uh, Simmons. Yeah, and, and just moguls like that before they were moguls and they were like starting up these like, you know, labels and, and, and getting these artists like, you know, from the community, right? And Fonte like basically got tapped by Dan Charnas because he was like, yo, I remember this album that Fonte did. Like Fonte is like, like there's no Drew kid if Fonte doesn't fucking exist. You know, like I was terrified. I had to email him about a song on there where we like interpolate a little brother chorus. I don't want nobody but you. I think we should move towards the future. Mm-hmm. 2003. I wasn't even fucking listening to fucking shit like that then. I was listening to goddamn 50 Cent or whatever the fuck, right? 2003. I'm in sixth grade when that like <laughs> badass girl from Atlanta came and oh shit. You know? Sheesh. So let me ask you a question, dude. We done did like 50 billion U-turns. I, it, it, Who's going to follow this? It's, a, it's amazing. Well, <laughs> I'm... You're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, you want to engage? It's a... This is my brain, bro. It's a... Uh, rain down on me. <laughs> like... Yo, I saw them at the Roots picnic crying, yo. With, all they had to do was those two songs. Who, SWV? Week and Rain. SWV's Rain, right? I never thought I'd ever see them live. Because, you know, it's oh. an older group. But they performed at the Roots picnic with a fucking band. Yeah, oh, I, my God. It was like, it was church. You yeah. know, when you see, like, the, the performances of, like, the big, like, at a giant church with, like, thousands of people in the joint and, like, feel the spirit and da 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 it was that, yo. I'm so... I am so blessed to have seen that in my lifetime. And I'm out here just on YouTube playing the Chopped Not Slop version. Like, the, you know, the new Chopped and Screwed, Chopped Not Slopped. Is, there's a version of Chopped Stars. And it's like... It's like <laughs> no, no, no. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta slow it down, right? Down on, on. On me, let legend love to sound me. On me, like, what the fuck, bro? So I know what I was gonna ask. <laughs> this interview is like two questions, and like me just spouting off, just spinning around in stream of consciousness. Fucking, I ain't even smoked today, bro. I'm just fucking raw dogging out here. I'm just fucking. It, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's, I, think it, I think for me, I didn't expect anything different. And I think Fair. The, the objective for me really isn't to uh, 
really just an acknowledgement, man, that I see you and I appreciate you. Yeah, likewise. Whatever like, you do with that. Like, we could just, like, kick it and fucking go to a bar or whatever and, like... And that and that's a... Like, cats just do this on the fucking regular, you know? It's, like, it's just fun when you put a camera and, like, now we can share it with people. And, and you get to see, for me, you get to see yourself. And I think that's, um... But James, you ain't been doing the education. You ain't been doing the education. You don't got the answers. <laughs> and look, he fucking realized his shit. Who's that? Oh, Kanye? He's Ooh. got tractors and fucking ranch. Like, he did it, bro. They copy his shit now. The fucking dad shoes and blah, blah, blah. The seven track album. Future came out with that. Kanye was like, I'm everybody on good music. We're doing a seven track album and I'm doing all the beats. Whether Boom. you like that shit or not. So here's Kanye my question. Kanye the best one though. Ye was the best one. I don't care what none of y'all say. Out of those, out of those seven? Out of the, all the, I mean, Tiana had joints. It was great, amazing. Wu-Tang on the remix and shit. His was Nas dope. had some joints. The cop shot the kid. Pusha was nice. Yeah. But it was, but it was Kanye was and the, then... No, it was central, bro. It was like everything is surrounding him. Every, whether it was the fucking MAGA hat, whether it was fucking slavery was a choice, whether it was all that shit, bro. You got to take away that shit and you got to really just look at zeros and ones. And there's the first sighting of zeros and ones in our conversation because I am a math guy. My greatest teacher I had in high school was my math teacher, three out of four years. And I, I don't operate, I'm a very spiritual person, but on this earth, in this realm, I don't operate if it's not a zero or one. That's the Big Bang Theory, that's the funk, right? It was nothing and then pow, right? You know? So how do you... And so, and so look, at the end of the day, if I just wanted to relate to a cat like that, he lost his mom. He's having mental health problems. His friends ain't checking him. He does music. He's lauded as a genius. He fucking <laughs> designs clothes and draws and has grandiose ideas and sometimes just does not need to be in front of a fucking microphone. I never saw him as anything else but a man. His music came out in fucking 2003, 2004. That shit changed my motherfucking... I listened to the college dropout like a cassette on AOL. You could play the whole album through and you could do it again for free before the shit even came out. All you saw was him with the fucking red Ralph Lauren fucking sweater and the Louis backpack and the Rockefeller chain. And you're just a fucking suburban Filipino kid with no fucking context. And you're like, this is fucking crazy. We haven't even seen what he looks like in the first music video. They're spelling his name wrong. Kane, what in the... D-Ray Davis is in the shit. Fuck, <laughs> like... And whether you know Shaka Khan or not, this shit is rocking. Right. We can't fake. 
All y'all out there that want a discount, no, bro. And it's like, are you riding for a fucking MAGA dude? No, bro. Well, you... I never cancel... There's only... The, the only cancellation in this world is death, murder, destruction. That's cancellation. You can't... You, whatever you... You can throw everything at me. If I don't die, you didn't cancel me. Like, and vice versa. I could be like, fuck you, James. You a piece of shit. I hate you and your mama. Your kids is fucking hoes. I'm going to kick them to the curb. And <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. I didn't jump in your body and, and, and turn the switch off. You know what I mean? Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> so when you're... <laughs> When you're on, you're on. Oh yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, there's no middle class. It's so, just like, we're, it's zero and one. It's like. So what is, what is the, the off? It might be like me chilling in the bathtub, chanting Namio or Rengekyo. That sounds really like, like I'm up here doing this thing, but like I literally like do that, like because that was like what was given to me. Like I just that's my loop. That's my like Cloud City Burgang is is a Namio Horenge Kyo. It's a chant. Shawty baking cakes is a chant, right? What if I just like took the rest of this opportunity of this interview to just go Shawty baking cakes, Shawty Shawty baking cakes. Shouty baking cakes, shouty shouty baking cakes, shouty baking cakes. <laughs> what if I just did that for the rest of this fucking interview? I would be at peace. Would you? <laughs> but like when I'm off, I mean, I'd, I'd be lucky to get rest. I'd be lucky to eat a good meal. I'd be lucky to kick it with people I like. So do you have play. a good balance in your life? Do you, do you balance well? I, I work. I work on it. I work towards it. I try to exercise. I mean, but here's the thing, like, whether you know it or not, balance is always there for you, right? It's always, it's just if you, if you access it, because you complaining is just choosing not to access it. But I think that's a part of the question, though. I mean, because... and, and granted, you know, some people have diagnoses and, 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 and born with certain things that literally prohibit them from, you know what I mean? Like, if you're a, at a school for special needs or you know, there are just things that exist that like, but even someone like that is in balance. They just, who they are, they just live in like, like nature. You know what I mean? Checks and balances through the fucking universe is just like canceling each other out. A, a lion eats an antelope. And then Mufasa tells the, ant, you know, Simba that the antelope becomes a part of the ground. And then, but they might have a different form of balance. So, and I think yeah. balance varies. So even if someone has special needs, because if you're math, ones and zeros, there has to be a counter to it in order for it to be, whether or not you access it, it has to exist. Otherwise you wouldn't, like the, the on state wouldn't exist. I'm trying to follow you. So, 
balance is a subjective thing, but it really represents the opposite of what of 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 the of the current. So yeah, whether yeah. or not whether or not you access it. Yeah. So even with someone with special needs, they have a form of balance mm -hmm. within their yeah, context or framework. Like my friend Adonis is one of my is just like my brother right there. He's my uh, roommate, my sophomore year of college. We became friends freshman year, literally like off of him being like, I like MF Doom and I'm from DC. And I was like, yo, you ever heard of Diamond District? And I show him the Diamond District documentary that Roddy Rod shot. It's 13 minutes of like, holy shit, there's people out here that made the greatest fucking DC album of hip hop of all time. And um, he was a, his minor in college was conflict analysis. He's a global affairs major. And he's like my like conciliary, to use the, the godfather term, right? Like I always go to him to be like, yo, am I losing it? Am I going fucking insane? Like, am I wrong here? Like what, you know, cause he's always like a, at least check both sides, at least, you know, there's a myriad of a gray area here of how mm -hmm. we can approach this from many angles. But his, his quote to me is, um, balance is the natural twin to impermanence. You can't have one without the other. That's what he says. And I'm still wrapping my head around what that means. Like to, I mean, I get it, but it's like, okay, there's like, peace and death, right? And war, like, you know, and that's where I do the zeros and ones. It's like, okay, balance is, balance is great. Whether you say that the, the forces of the fucking universe is doing that, but that could be, like you said, different for other people on different levels. So, okay, let's put that over here. But then there's this other thing that says like, fuck all that, right? You know, which so, is a so, part, but that that's a part of the balance. Yeah. So check it out, though. I'm saying like. Say even balance is like so is, say it's the gas tank and it's E on here and F on this side, empty to full. And are you teetering towards peace or war? Right. At any moment, even if you're not a person that's like a binary thinker. You have to acknowledge that there always are at least, at least two options. I preach this every fucking day. There's even two ways to do nothing, right? What are the two ways to do nothing? That's a real question? Yeah. Oh. There's... You could, you could... Go. So my initial reaction without putting a lot of thought into it was to at least to do something with effort and to do something with, with lesser effort. Right. There's neglect, which can be get abuse. And there's take yourself out of a bad situation. Right? If we're if 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 you wanted to fight me right now, right? I'm going to neglect everything that I know to be smart and fight you and possibly lose right or even if i kill you did i win no right or let me get the fuck right like free your ass and your mind will follow i'm gonna be good over there let me not even be here kp told me if love is not served in this establishment do we go there 
So how does that play? If I'm going into this space where I'm called a slur, am I supposed to be here? And I think those are obvious. Those, those examples are obvious in, yeah. in most cases. Yeah. The ones that are more That's nuanced. That's like the nature push coming to shove type shit. But the ones that are more nuanced are when we're doing that inside our own heads. Because it's easy, because we're, we're doing that in our own heads. Yeah, I mean, every moment. And every moment, are you... But the logic... Every moment is a fork in the road, at least. But the logic that we use to address external factors like that, we don't necessarily always use to address the internal ones. We're calling ourselves. Yeah, there's a buffer. There's latency, and to, to use the engineer language, there's a, this is this is like, <laughs> like we don't train enough with for the within. You know, some people do. Monks do. People that are very devout in religions do. But you don't have to be a monk to just know that. Look. I already feel that energy from that cat over there or that place. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go over down by the monuments and the museums because I see those little kids with that MAGA hat. Oh, they got the new colorways. They got the MAGA bucket hat. Oh, they got the camo bucket hat. The camo MAGA hat. It's, it's egregious. It's Stephen A. Smith egregious levels. It's, 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 it's neglect. It's, it's a new generation of... of, of of fuck you is being raised. But what I'm saying is that we're doing that to ourselves. That's what I'm saying. Everything you just said about going down to the corner and seeing the new bucket hat and saying that, that conflict is taking place in our heads with ourselves and to uh, ourselves. Yeah. So that. Yeah, I mean, it starts there. Where else is it gonna start, right? Whether it's the spectrum of, oh, we marching in the street and breaking in the Starbucks and lighting the shit on fire and taking a TV out of Target versus I can't be within my body today. I can't look at this shit. I got a, I'm bursting at the seams today. So how do we apply? How do, so how are you with managing that? This week it was pretty bad. Other weeks have been great. It's a spectrum. I mean, like, I got myself off, off of antidepressants by smoking tree. Me and my man Magnus, shout out <laughs> Magnus, Andretti. Magnus Andretti, we have a group called Something Creatives. And I met Magnus at Joe's Record Paradise in Silver Spring. And uh, he was the first person to, he's like the Buddha, right? Because he was the first person to, like, receive the knowledge of, um, <laughs> of the God. And here we go, here we go. If you know about the God, mm -mm. Glizzy McGuire the God. Oh, see, here we see now, now, now. Here's the second half of the interview, everybody. We go super old school hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Two years ago. You look like you look like <laughs> Africa Bambata. Well, hey, pause. Yeah, not the homophobic pause, but pause. Nah, like you know with the, the we resume the, now. The As pause that he deserves. As my, little nuns, as my man Jojo says, we resume. So, so, uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, th this is, this is where it's great because like, definitely wanted to talk about this because I came up with this idea the week of November 6th, 2021, right? And, uh, 
literally just had a fucking idea. Probably wasn't even high. Just, you know, I'd just be coming up with shit, man. Like, just, it's funny, man. It's just fucking funny. And <laughs> I was like, what if I just buy this costume, this thing? And I, I searched on Amazon, you know, gave Jeff Bezos some fucking money. And I made it so the shipping timed out so I could wear it to this event. And, 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 and the God was, was born, right? I showed up and the first person to like take a Instagram story video of me was Magnus. My man Mike, his name is Mike. Not why you Mike, but Magnus Mike. And he, he takes a video. <laughs> I walked in, we went to fucking Kava, right? In Silver Spring, downtown Silver Spring. And I had this fucking cup of like the, the what is it? Like the cucumber, lime, mint juice, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck and shit. She's just crack, you know, crack from the 80s. Like, does, does they have that strawberry joint with the whatever the fuck it is? Like, and then, uh, and he's like, Glizzy God! Oh, shit! <laughs> and he got the cup! What's in that cup? Like, it's like one of my favorite videos, like, ever. And I literally like showed up and I was like, it's Glizzy McGuire to God, Glizzy Pack takeover, you know, for the 9-9 in 2020, 21 or whatever at the time, right? It's been, it's been, it's been eight months, James. It's been eight months of Glizzy Pack takeover, eight months and running, 93 till infinity, you know, like we've been at the Kennedy Center. We've been at VIP in the club. We've been at the Jizza show. We've been at the on DMV Hood News on Instagram, at wow. the fucking TCB versus New Impressions show at the Fillmore in Silver Spring, in the booth pick, Shorty bent down and popped it. We didn't even know them. We were like, we, me and my man Nam, we were about to get we were about to get in the booth pick. I paid $20 to the photographer, and they're not moving. Like, y'all wanna get in the pick? And, and then here we are. People who are not even on Instagram hit me up about that shit. People send me, glizzy bars and content and videos to repost every fucking day. I don't even know these people. People are kicking rhymes with me in the fucking DM. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Baltimore was not fucking with us when we fucking performed in January. And this is that big suit. Yeah. Okay. From, the, from, from behind, it looks like a, like a coat. You know, because the bun. Is what about like, the pants? Like, Doesn't have pants too? No, nah, I just wear pants. Like it's just—it's literally like it's a Halloween costume. It's a leather, you know, hot dog in a like a velour, you know, <laughs> fabric bun, and then sewed onto the joint is like a is like a um, is like a uh, like a fucking. What's the material like? It's the the mustard, right? It's just like a, you know, like like a like that the material that would make like a rain jacket. Dude, it's you like, look so fucking funny. Dude. Yeah, but see, look, I can do this, and you just have to you just have to receive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right before I eat, except I receive. And this motherfucker. You know what I mean? So I, I listen. I'm gonna be like the, I'm gonna be like the Doctor Umar Johnson and shit. I'm just gonna, the black woman must submit to whatever. I'm just gonna say fucking terrible shit and tweet Umar. it out, and uh, just motherfuckers is gonna <laughs> anyway. Fuck this shit. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, just, just, go ahead. So, the loop evolves. 
Put the glizzy in your mouth all the way to the back and you choke on the nuts so when you get to the sack. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So loop evolves. <laughs> I would much rather do this than yell at people on my phone all day, which is what I've been doing this entire week and year. Like, it's so great. Like, I'm so grateful to be here. This is, this is great, man. Like, loop evolves. Ask away. I'm so sorry. No, nah, it, it's, um, it, <clears throat> it's challenging to follow because... My energy's a little different because I'm older, right? So, but the, the, the thought process of having all of these different ideas moving around and trying to make sense of them and then yeah. sharing them with people around you, still there is just, I think, being, a, being at a different point in life, it's, uh, the relationship to it is different. But, yeah. So, but so, yeah. but it's still. It, it, it. I mean, you know, right? Like we it's know. It's still intriguing. What was self-aware? It's not intriguing. It. It's. Even if it's it, off-putting, it, it, it's it, like it, what's going on over there, right? Well, it's not off-putting. It's not off-putting to me, but I Could understand be. how it's off-putting to other people. Could be. Because I'm off-putting to other people, but but I'm okay with. It. I'm just saying. But that's different levels, right? Like our pain tolerance might be different, or like what you've seen is different. And I just recognize, like, oh, James is on it. He's like, he's 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 here. But we're, he's here. you know. But other people are like, I can't deal with James. He's he's so he's. I'm not there, you know. Yeah, but it's it's just different. It's not right or wrong. It's different. It's just different. <laughs> um. <clears throat> And, and, because and, because I have a genuine a lot of times when you see me, I have to focus mm -hmm. in a certain way yeah. to try to see what's there. Yeah. And it and 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 some and, and from the person, they're like, damn, this dude is being super intense. But I'm like, I'm I genuinely care. Yeah. Like I genuinely want to yeah. understand what somebody's saying. So when I start laughing and joking and doing all of these other things, it takes away from the attention that I need in order to really appreciate oh, it's layered. It's layered. what's a lot going of shit on. There. It's like and you're so not going to get it off the first. It, it, it's like watching Black Dynamite. You're not going to catch all those like subtle jokes and like the cam, the microphone is still in the shot. That's a good point. All, that, all those that's like a, little things for the nerds and people to catch the Easter eggs and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. I'm structuring it like that because I want to see. Like, will James get that? You know, in like a video game, it's like, are you gonna pay attention to detail high enough to get that like secret like bonus joint up there? Yeah. Right. And there is I'm a, just put it up there. You might stumble upon it all by accident. And there's an intelligence there that not everybody can necessarily connect to that I know is there. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here, or or I wouldn't even. You know, I can tell, <laughs> dude. Like even when you post something. Yeah. And you'll put something underneath. And I'll be looking at that. And I'll Give look. me an example. Give me I can't, one example. I, I can't, I'm trying to... Anything. You posted something yesterday because I was going through your shit and look. I haven't been on... I'm, I'm off that joint till December till it's time to really like okay. show up with it. But so yeah. I, I, and this was an older post. I yeah, think back yeah. to April when I went back and liked it. Okay. Um, and it, 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 had, <laughs> it had a reference what? to something about like your mom and it looped or something and I can't remember and I remember looking at the loop and I remember looking at 
what you said underneath. And I was looking at it and I was like, huh? And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't fully get it because I don't know like all of the context, but I can tell there's always something there even when I don't get it. Yeah. And that's the part that I really admire about how you share. I mean, it's like God. It's like, I'm not saying I'm God. I'm just saying like, yo, whether you realize why your mom died when you were 19 or why this girl broke up with you or whatever, it just illuminated something, right? There was something at work that changed your course to like, look, bro, do I have to celebrate Father's Day? No. Man-made holiday or not? Do I have to? I have no. Right. It's cleared it out so I can be at the DiBiase workshop and learning how he's doing the shit on NPC and flipping motherfucking, you know, Leroy Hudson and shit. Ooh. You know, and I, I didn't have to celebrate Father's Day. That cleared out of the way so I could be here. Da, 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 like, so fucking be it. Cool. Yeah. I don't have trash family members to fucking distract me away from like, yo, I'm going to the, the week of the Herbie Hancock show, Kennedy Center. Do, do I have to go to anybody's graduation? Nobody fucking hit me up. So I'm, I'm there. But, I'm, that, but, that's, but that's a piece of it, something, right? Something's at work. Something's at work that you don't understand. But that's half of it. Yeah. That, that realization. And I'm on the other let side. Let me rephrase that. I, and I know. That fact is yeah, half in, of it. In this scenario, I'm the creator. So I can tell you everything of what that means, right? Well, but that that's... You don't, that you, the thing that you don't get. But that's still a... It's like... If I said... My mom... I'm going to use my father because he's actually dead. I don't want to use my mom. I'd be fucked up. My, my dad is dead, right? That's a fact. Now, this just cleared me up so that I can do this other thing. Some people could look at that and be like, that's a very dark, disrespectful statement. To you, it's facts. Right. So, and I'm not, but that's, a, but that's, that's half of it. Yeah. Stating the fact is just half because there still are factors that are contributing to like emotional reactions and stories that I'm telling around that fact. So being able to just state the fact whatever that might be, is just half of it. All of the ways in which I'm attached emotionally to it. So sure, I can say that as a fact, but let's say after I say it, I'm emotionally struggling with the fact that he's dead and I'm trying to act like he's not. That's the other piece of it that isn't factored. So just saying it is half. Yeah. Is the, was, 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 was all that I was saying. So freeing us up, okay, boom, that's great. Now, what's the other half of the story? Because there is another half that... It is so funny. As good as my memory is, I don't remember what that thing I posted about my mom. You know, I posted, you know, just art. It's just practice. It's just like jokes and... And I think he says something about your mom's voice. Like, this okay. is my mother's voice or something. Or her yeah. telling you something. And it was like a jazz dude. It was... It was oh. It, it's... I can tell, bro, that you are a very intelligent emotional 
dude and you're and you're and you're and you're trying to figure things out yeah. and you're doing the best that you can at it real time yeah. and, and 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 as an observer i i i appreciate that i appreciate the energy i appreciate the positivity that, that can help people you know like i used to like when i was so like like stuck in the bed depressed like I would try to pivot, like, not even, like, self-sacrificing, but just really, like, okay, let me take the heat off me for a second. How can I help somebody? You know? Like that old, like, civil rights movement song. If I could help somebody. You know, that song. Like, I learned that in grade school, right? I mean, it's still stuck with me to this day, whether or not it's, like, oh, Drew is caping for wanting to be down with black culture or whatever, like take that shit out of there it's just like no like on the base level it's like like yeah i'm fucked up but i got some jewels for you yeah you know like the homeless cat that's like a older dude but giving you game on wow that was profound i was not ready for that today right you know whether or not you whether or not he's fucking cracked out on pcp or fucking alcohol whatever like you know, a cat was, it's like drunken monkey style, right? It's like, it's like, uh, you know, like, Huey, say something deep. Like, let me just, because I've been in these spaces, you know? Like, let's, let's, let's go to the far corners of the music community and, like, take these lessons and Dungeon Family and <clears throat> Herbie Hancock and Parliament Funkadelic and, Mitski, oh my God, we got to talk about Mitski, bro. Like that was an overhaul. That was a spiritual, like, like talk about somebody going off the grid for like four plus years and come back and you realize like how much they did for your life, you know, just with songs and you don't even know this person. And they get on stage and every joint is like, oh shit, mm -hmm. you know. But going back to like helping people, right, like. If, if I say that my purpose is to share, right? It's like, like th th think about it on the, on the base level, man. Reduce to least common denominator. It's like, you're fucked up, right? Hey, yo, here's a song. Look what I got for you in my pot. A song. Hold that. Hmm. Get back to me. Hope you feel better, right? Think about the music that's kept you alive. You know, the first time, so when I made that album, in the, on my website at the time, I had like an expansion of like stories about every song, six songs. And I talked about it, um, either the fifth or the sixth track, I told the story of I was walking on the, the main strip of George, MAGA University. <laughs> Am I going to get sued for defamation, Mason? Yeah, fine. You know, freedom of speech, right? Wasn't George Mason supposed to be fucking too? I went to George Mason. I don't fucking know that shit. Fucking paid thousands of dollars to fucking graduate shit, whatever. Out of state, right? Anyway, I'm walking up the main street. The, the George Mason clock is behind me. That was the first, like, diagnosis of depression I ever have. It's 2010, spring semester 2010, right? 19 years old. My aunt uh, died the summer before. Uh, well, no, my aunt would die that summer. 
and this is spring leading up to it. Wow. This is one of the worst living situations I was in during school. It was an all-white, all-boys dorm. Shit smelled like feet. They drew dicks on all of my stuff, on my posters, and came into my room and tore my shit up and threw my my stuff on the ground and flipped the chair and just was disrespectful, cats. Like, and I, I, did, I had the, like, the masculine, like, thug it out. I'm not going to ask for a, a new accommodation. I'm just, but also I was depressed. It was like, it was two different factors. I was like, I'm going to thug this out. Also, I'm too fucked up and sad to even do anything about it. Right? And I was scared of the piano. I couldn't do it. The question that locked me into this depression was, where are you going to be in 10 years? And, you know, think about that, 2010, 2020. <laughs> Incredible, right? And I remember what brought me out of that depression. It brought me back to having fun playing the piano. And I was about to quit. At that point, the only other time I was about to quit music was eight years old. First year into fucking playing piano, or seven years old, one of the first years into playing piano. I just couldn't get this one piece, and I cried at my piano lesson, not because I didn't like what I was doing, but because I couldn't perform at the level that was required of me. Mm. I'm a workaholic. You know, I didn't go to sleep barely last night. That's why I'm partially late because I was revisiting old ideas and reviewing material that I've had for like, you know, this outlet here and this comedy show here and this album here, right? And this idea with this artist here. It's like nonstop, right? I was trying to do a documentary on myself in 2018 and it was going to be called everything because it's just the spectrum it's just like every everything at the same time you know and i wanted the diamond district song everything to be like the opening montage and da 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 all this shit is my favorite one of my favorite songs ever but anyway so the second time i'm about to quit music is 19 years old i'm sitting in the motherfucking you know food hall <clears throat> where you like swipe your card for the meal plan we get on time here. Mm. And, um, and I'm sitting with this cat who's there on scholarship, you know. And he's, he's an opera singer and he's blah, blah, blah. And, you know, gets all the girls and all this shit. And I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm sitting at this fucking table with him. We're having lunch. And I'm like, dude, I think I might quit music. And this cat's like, oh, yeah? Word. No encouraging words, no, like, no, man, you're great, none of that. No, he was like, I don't call that man my friend. He was going to let me just wither away, right? Versus my friend, Andrew Velez, that was like, no, stop. You're great. You can do this. I'm fucking crying in the fucking practice room and shit. Don't want to touch this upright piano in there and fucking figure out these chord changes and learn how to solo over them and you know accompany other musicians i don't want to do any of that shit 
I don't want to fucking be here. Not as far as like, I didn't want to kill myself. It was more like, I don't want to be at this school. I don't want to talk to these people. I don't have any like solid friends. I don't think anybody's got my back. Who I can go to is my mom. And the first time I was diagnosed with depression where a doctor told me, Andrew, you're experiencing depression, right? And it's on this level of like, whatever, mild or whatever the fuck. And here's some pills. You know, it was probably a placebo, but there was another thing that just made me really sleepy. And, and my mom, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even fathom the fact that like, me? I'm depressed? Me. Jokety joke, Andrew. Sing-songy Andrew. Cartoony Andrew is depressed. And just to get those words out, I cried. I'll never forget the sun was setting. I was in the, the, the window of the, of the food hall. It's called Southside in George Mason University. And I was crying on the phone to my mom. I probably had like a fucking Blackberry or some shit. And, uh, <laughs> and she was, you know, on the phone with me. And throughout that experience, you know, even coming back home and like, I would come home, we would move out of that dorm, I would move back into my room at home, and the next day after moving out of college, my mom would tell me, Andrew, I have lung cancer. And I'm still depressed, right? So look at the overlap. I'm still depressed getting out of college. My mom tells me she has lung cancer. Then my aunt dies. And then the next year, my mom dies, lung cancer. It's like this, like, and my brother's 17 having his journey through this. You know, your brother's losing his mind. Your aunt dies in front of your face. Your mom dies the next year. And you got to go to school. And then the disciplinary principle is, is, is for some reason, I don't know if he's just going by the book and he's telling my brother, you need to be in school. Our mom is in hospice. Our mom is on the last leg. 2011, March 1st, 2011. My mom lived from February 28th. She was almost a leap year baby. February 28th, 1953 to March 1st, 2011. She made it to her 58th birthday and was like, peace. My last conversation with my mother is akin to Darth Vader's last conversation with Luke Skywalker. Remember when Darth Vader says, when Anakin says, Luke, help me take this mask off so I can look upon you with my own eyes, right? In the hospice care, my brother's, fall, my brother's asleep still in the, in the window on this little cot. And my mom is sitting <clears throat> in this chair with an oxygen mask. Um, literally pumping oxygen through her defunct lungs. Right? This is the strongest motherfucker I ever knew. Like, real quick flashback. When my mom found out that the, that the cancer had came back after doing the chemo, radiation, all that shit, one day 
she felt this pain and we had to take her to the ER. And I'm, I'm driving, don't know where to go, like just fucking up the turns and going down, you know, New Hampshire to North Capitol, the, the Washington Hospital Center, you know, where she worked, you know. Um, she's coughing up blood and shit, but saying nothing. Totally calm. Her lung had collapsed. I didn't know this as I was driving. Her lung had collapsed and she's just... <clears throat> I'm fucking losing it. Like, I'm wearing a fucking DJ Premier t-shirt and shit. <laughs> I let Kev Brown borrow that shirt the night we recorded We of the World. I joined it hard, too. Big Rube, Grapplo, Deborah Bond. Ben Malik, Joe Whitney, Cody, YU, you know, um, and the little me. And, uh, and we had found out that the cancer had come back tenfold after, like, looking good in the clear for a little bit. She went back to work. She lost her hair. She wore hats. She went back to work as a kidney transplant coordinator at the Washington Hospital Center. She was one of the first Filipino nurses to get transported over from the Philippines to work at Howard University Hospital, 1977, till about where I was born. So 1990, has me, pivots, works at Washington Hospital Center till the day that she dies. You know what I mean? Came from nothing. Came from the jungle. Came from fish and rice. Came from getting beat by her mom and her dad. Getting, by, getting disciplined by nuns in school. When you fuck up in that school, they make you stand out there with two pails of water in the sun. And they say, hold it up. Because your skirt was too short. And they rip your skirt and you're out there like this. You know what I mean? Getting beat with belts and chinelas and whatever. My mom would beat me with, like, just whatever was around. She would just hit me with shit, you know. And, and we yelled, you know. Her communication was yelling, you know. And they're like, Andrew, why are you so loud? <laughs> but let's talk about positive, too. My mom was a troll. You talk about, you know, Drew, don't fuck with people like that. From her deathbed. My mom's on some Julie's got a boyfriend, like to her best friend, all this shit. Like, just like, Julie, come close, come close. I need to tell you something. What, what, Joe? What is it? Julie's got a boyfriend. <laughs> like, just fucking with people. Hold up, bro, go back to when she took the mask off. Yeah. You said. So that universe, look, whoosh, right? That little moment, that little pivot point. And thank you for bringing me back. So now, from that moment, fast forward to the Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker moment. She takes off the oxygen mask to talk to me. And says, Andrew, I'm dying. Take care of your brother. That's the last words my mom said to me. And somehow, I had to go to school that day. Because the Saturday following my mother's death, so let's look, let's do the math. If Saturday was March 4th, 
which is when I had to direct this, co-direct this play that I wrote about Filipino culture and identity called Pinoy Ako. Ako is, is me. Pinoy is Filipino. I am Filipino. So that means Friday is the third, which was my girlfriend's birthday at the time, Duncan's birthday, Dunk of DTMD. It was his birthday too. That means Thursday was the second. And that means my mom died on a Wednesday. And that means her birthday was that Tuesday, February 28th. So she died on a Wednesday, March 1st, 2011. That same day, I have to direct this play and star in it and, and be a part of a, a dance from the Muslim region of the Philippines. My brother is at a band competition with the jazz ensemble from our high school in Disney World playing a competition and they won and they got, you know, awards and everything. And I do this play where my mom's literal words are in the script when she's like, Angie, you don't have any job but to do your homework and go to school and do well on the test. Stuff like that. All you have to do is wake up early in the morning. I'm driving you to school. You don't even drive. You don't even have your license yet. Your other friends got licenses and driving to school and making it to, we, I was so late sometimes, I would even miss the bus and she would still drive me to school. Be late for work. And she's coming in like flustered and her coworkers are looking, what's, how's Joe today? You know, they're checking in on Joe, Josephina. Or on her, uh, on her office is Josephine, right? The Americanized version. And, and there was one moment we were driving through North Portal Drive and the circle at Silver Spring and she starts crying. She's like, because I couldn't wake up early, you know? And uh, she's like, am I being a bad mother? You know, and I knew I was the scum of the earth at that moment. I was like, it's not her problem. She's on it, right? Like when people tell me like, yeah, you gotta be patient with him. He's got kids and da da da. He just can't get it together. I'm like, hey man, my mom was out here doing it. Dolo. Yeah, she had her sister come and cook because she didn't even have time. She was the oldest of six. Put her siblings through school, right? What's the biggest like income for the Philippines is money from overseas coming back. Parents leaving their children to go work for some other family and send money back. It's a whole thing. Balak Bayan. Balak Bayan boxes, Forex boxes full of clothes and canned goods and toys and American shit that here you fucking go. Right? The reason her sibling could go through community college is because she's sending American dollars that translate to exponential Philippine pesos. Mm -hmm. And now that you can go to college, now you can go to school, whatever. So, I mean, that's where my story starts, yo. That CD. That's my house at sunset. That's an Instagram picture I took with my fucking phone. And we just doctored it up in fucking Photoshop until it looked like that cat that did that graphic design for me left me hanging. And I had to do that myself. 
like a fucking chimpanzee in a space shuttle, not knowing how to use Photoshop and Illustrator. Late, again, here we go, late, getting to an international flight that I had to go in to Paris because the muse of the record right there had broken my heart so bad that I took the opportunity to go to Paris for five days because I could not look at this shit, this American shit, this Montgomery County, Maryland shit. I could not look at it anymore for that time. And I'm late to an international flight at Dulles. And some, but I didn't want to feel that guilt if I left this continent without finishing my fucking album to hit send and upload with the artwork because you do it all at the same time. The audio and WAV files and the fucking PDFs. You have to align on a template. I don't know none of this. I didn't go to fucking graphic design school. I don't know none of this shit. Sheer willpower. People ask me, what do you use to make beats? My man Duncan would be like, my, man, my imagination. My fucking, I showed up today. Figured it out. Talk about figure it out. $7,000, that record right there. That record. Double album. Um, seven, round it. Between the, the, between the range of $7,000 and $9,000 was, was pressing that up, including the CDs. Da 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 da. Putting it on fucking streaming and Bandcamp and blah, blah, blah. You know? Getting what back? Just the reward that people heard my shit, maybe got down with the story, maybe danced to it, maybe, you know, put a girl onto it, whatever. My introduction to you, bro, was for you, for me too. Yeah. And that was me and Terrell passed music all the time. And I remember, I, you know, it, He's the kind of guy where if you send him something, he'll be like, oh, I sampled that like when I was 19. Or, oh, when I did, like, he's that, and it, it annoys me sometimes. Because just he's how... Been out here. He's been he's, he's, Yeah, he's, he's in there. But me, when me I, and him used... Well, he uses the software that I first started making beats on. Sony Acid Music Studio. So he switched recently after all of the years of messing with it no. because his laptop broke. And he went to Mac because he was using anyway. Yeah. He's a part of he's he's a part of the experience of the loop evolves too. Yeah. A big part of it. I was moved by that album in ways at the time where I could not stop listening to it. I literally just could not stop. There's something about I connect with sounds and, and, and visuals, and, and there was something in there that resonated with me, bro. And I wanted, and the more I got to hear your story, the more I understand what I was connecting to. And to me, a good sign of an artist is somebody who can take what's here and put it out side of their body it, and, and, and that <clears throat> resonated immediately um, and I know we've been all over the place and that was really the point because like that's the that's the what fuels how we even so now we talk about music great 
we made it, right? But it took this like rigmarole and this like, I don't know what's going on to this. And this is sometimes how you make a song. Like you'll sit around and just be like, and then we listen to a fucking J.G. Wentworth the J.G. Wentworth commercial. There is a song out there that's on one of Terrell's albums that's from a J.G. Wentworth commercial. And we was fucking around. We had the mics and everything up. We was like, 877 Cash Now, call J.G. Wentworth. And then he started doing 877 Cash Now, 877 Cash Now. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it turned into some other shit. But this conversation is a song, bro. And in the... You know about Mr. Sprague's barbecue? No. Give me some of that mm-mm good. Meat falls off the bone. Baby, I'm hungry. I said, baby, you hungry. Let's head to Mr. Sprague's and get me some ribs. It's called 7838578. Mr. Sprague's barbecue. It's always. It's like it's a whole, yo, it's like internet. It's a YouTube classic. It was like 13 mm-hmm. years ago. Anyway, but what's your favorite song? For you, for me too. Um... 14 songs. It depends. It, so it depends. It depends. So creatively, and <laughs> I know it depends, it, it, man. That's, so, that's Black Milk doing the beat. It depends, man. Anyway, your shirt, madness. Mm. Um, mm. But I know that's like a live joint. Bohemian Caverns, rest in peace. Um, yes, but I like that was my that was my church. Bohemian Caverns. It, it's. On his own, all alone. Like for you, for me too. The, I the like title track. The title track. Yeah. I like. Man, there, there's that was Terrell's ringtone. Yes, that bugged me out. I was like, who the fuck is playing my? And it was um, his ringtone. I was like, you can still make people's songs your ringtone. <laughs> I don't do it. My shit is, you know, it's Kev Brown. Cell phone got the regular ring. There's, there's a. Um, I like them all equally. I didn't. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's I, the first I've heard. That's great. It's this balance. It's like it's you a, it's need a, each piece of the story. It don't make sense. Girl broke my heart. What do I got left? My family. For you. But for it's me also, too. I'm a, like, yo, the whole concept, other people, right? Look at the lyrics. Am I talking to her or am I talking to me? But it ain't all about you. There's other people here too. You know, just like even, even I, was, I was pissing my peoples off on Wednesday. We were at rehearsal and I'm bringing this bad energy in. And my man PJ, DJ U-Rock is like, look, you can keep bringing that in here. You can pack up your motherfucking keyboard. We are here for you. Your brother beat you to the rehearsal. He was early. You didn't have time to stop for gas. But you want to spit this vitriol into the fucking universe out here. We are here. There's other people that made this possible for you to be here and do this rehearsal of your music. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... It doesn't have to be that like fighty fight, you know, at war thing. 
Some people don't, you know, it's, it's America. We don't respond to anything but violence. We don't respond to anything but force. We don't respond to anything but abuse. That's nature. Ah! Well, right? I think it's a sign of, and, it, and I, I don't know, I find myself as I get older, start equating shit to be about older or younger. But I'm really speaking more for myself than I am for Dead like ass. other people. Because as I've gotten older, bro, like like certain things, it's 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 the balance of it. Um, and I think when you're when you're younger, like everything is a fight, and then you get to a point to where you realize yeah, that separation. It's like you're you, me, like. E, e, I don't use the word depression a lot. I don't, let me rephrase that. I, the only time I use the word depression when I'm talking about me is when I'm trying to explain it to somebody else. It's not a word that I use to categorize. I don't feel like I suffer from depression. So what do you replace it with? I just say I have emotional ways, emotional loops that I can't, mental loops that I can't get out of. And it's one of the reasons why I like your album, the title of your album, mm-hmm. because for me, the definition, the depression represents mental loops that I can't, that make it hard, negative mental loops that make it hard for me to break free of. And so what I've done as I've gotten older is I've gotten way, I've gotten better at developing ways of managing the loops like and evolving them the into other thing. things. You had to wake up, you had to eat something, you had to pee, you had to go to sleep, and tomorrow you do the same shit. Somewhere you've aggregated other stuff to like make you better aside from physically growing as a person. Yeah. From a child to now. And like What popped in my head to that just there? After looping. You're a serious cat. Like, I looked at your face and I was like, James is a serious cat, right? Even though, like, it's great, we can have humor and share music. and But he got down to business. He was like, yo, 1 p.m. And then I wasn't on the one, you know? I was, so I have a character. It's, it's, he's, he's, he's a part of the Loop Revolves. He's, he's a character. Like, Sir Knows Devoid of Funk. You know Sir Knows Devoid of Funk? Sounds familiar. Uh, how's the bass line go? Uh, it, uh, is that a parliament um, joint? But... It's, he's like, I will never dance, right? Even though he has the biggest nose, he can't smell the funk. He's out here like, nah, nah, nah. And they literally have a cat like on stage with the nose and the hat and the fuzzy pants like out here. He's like a sex symbol. He's got no shirt on. He got a six pack and he's just like, ah, nah, nah, nah. I will not succumb to the, you know. Hum, drum, don't succumb. That's the lyric, right? Uh, so French Toast Jefferson is a character. He's a funk musician with no rhythm. He can't hit the one. This is somebody you created? Yeah, he's like a pivot from like, he's like a, he's like a contemporary of Glizzy McGuire to God. You know? It's a, it's, a, it's a bread helmet. It's like a pillow. It's like living inside of a pillow. Like I found this thing on Amazon. Jeff Bezos, thank you again. You know, <laughs> And um, it's a hat. It's like a hat helmet <laughs> of this plush piece of bread 
where the face is cut out so you can just put it on your head. And now, like, some people have uh, equated him to this character from Ren and Stimpy, uh, Toast Man, C- Captain Toast, or some, mm. some shit. I don't... Ren and Stimpy was a little bit before my time, but it was also just, like, the breakthrough of, like, yo, I just saw animated butt cheeks. That was, like, the first time I saw that. Before Cow and Chicken and before all these other characters and cartoons, that was the first time I saw animated butt cheeks. Like, a character would turn around and you would see Ren's butt cheeks. Like those, anyway. Um, <laughs> there's so many sound bites we can take from this shit. So good. Butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. You just have it on a pad on NPC. <laughs> butt cheeks. <laughs> I'm spitting. Sorry, but like, um, yeah, man, I can't wait for you to hear this shit because it's like January 1st. I, got, I just got to make it. Six months from now. You got to survive and beyond, you know, beyond six months from now.